Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hello, Craig. I'm Janie Hagen. Janie, thanks for joining me. It's always a little bit of a delight and excited. Like, oh, good. Somebody said yes. <laughs> I spend a lot of time asking people, hey, would you like to? Maybe, you know, and then when people say yes, I always get excited. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to sit down, sit still, relatively still, talk to me for 20 minutes. What? Um, so I, a lot of times I just say to people, podcasting, and then just see what they say in response to that. And you immediately became effusive and ebullient about joy. And I can see that it's clearly something that brings you joy. And so my my immediate follow-up question to that was, well, no, wait, so clearly you have this superpower. And, and it's kind of like I don't know if you ever saw the TV show back in the 80s called The Greatest American Hero. It had a guy who had a superpower suit from Aliens, but it didn't come with a manual. <laughs> so it did all kinds of things. He could like, you know, fly and all this super stuff. It was bulletproof, but he didn't know how to work it. <laughs> so he spent a lot of time running and jumping and falling on his face because he couldn't make it fly. Greatest American Hero, classic 80s junk television. But I had this flash image of you playing with all of these different superpowers that you they're they're like readily available it's like once you install the software whoa i can move things around i can i can change i can remove i can edit and my follow-up question when you said joy was well did you discover that joy first or have you had these superpowers in other places and that led you to tell me about broadcast work and i'm wondering if you could go back and tell yourself, you know, when you're mutzing around at the college radio station, hey, one day you're going to be a famous podcaster, would you have believed yourself if you had told yourself that? Can you can you imagine that Janie believing that it would be as easy as it is to record, edit, publish, take it down, put it back up, change it? Uh, what, what do you think your thoughts would have been back then if you had seen where you were going to be now? Well, interesting thing about that is the word podcaster did not exist when I was in radio. <laughs> so right. I could not have asked myself that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but being an on-air talent in radio was something I did toy with. Uh, I really liked the mic. I really liked speaking into the mic and just saying whatever I wanted to. Back then, it wasn't as easy for people to call in, so it really was a one-way street. <laughs> yeah, and the phone went. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, yeah, I'm not quite that old, but anyway. <laughs> hey, I had rotary phones when I grew up. They're well, not that far back, anyway. Oh, I know. So yeah, it, it was it was it was fun. It was um, you had an audience. You didn't know anything really about them. And they're kind of yours for the taking. So you wanted to be respectful because they could call into your management and complain. That, that did happen. <laughs> there was a way for them to get to you if they didn't like you. Um, but you know, how do you respect that people are listening to you? How do you say something that is important to you? Maybe not to them, but in a way that they may go, oh, yeah, that's, that's a thought. That's an idea. Or, yeah, I'd like that. Uh, and just let you keep going. So one-sided, because that's kind of how it was all set up way back then, what's wonderful about this is it's two-sided. 
So it's we're both telling a story. And how do we come together now to craft a story together, which is a podcast? Hmm. I think there's something magical about the number two. Um, I was just reading, well, actually I was listening to a podcast, which then I transcribed part of to write my thoughts down in a little post about blah, 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 blah. And this person that I was listening to was talking about how people tend to form up in dyads. Why well, use a diminutive word when a giant one will suffice? Um, and she was talking about if you go into like, you know, walk into a party, remember the days when you could do that, walk into a party and people will be in little groups. And her suggestion was, if you want to be comfortable in those groups, if you if you need to force yourself, find an odd number, because when you join a group of three or five, you're giving the odd numbered person someone to pair with, and it, it just like clicked in my mind. So they originally were talking about community building, but that just that idea of pairings and how that is often what we are, you know, you're doing and what I'm doing in our shows, that I think there's magic in that, and I, I won't go so far as to believe their metaphor of like, we have two eyes, you know, it's like, yes, but they both point in the same direction. So you're looking at one person with them, you know? And I, I just wonder if you've had a chance yet to experiment with host on mic material, um, you know, just like trying to create something yourself. I see a lot of people do that and a lot of people do it really well and I can't do it at all. So I'm wondering if you've, if you've experimented with host on mic in podcasting after you've done it, so much um, in radio. I mean, you know, that's a long time ago, I'm guessing, but you definitely have been in the rabbit hole of one way host on mic. It's right. literally where we get the term is from radio. Right. Um, have you tried to experiment with that in podcasting? Have you found it easier or harder than two people? Well, it was a quandary. Which way do I go since I'm learning everything? And and I I love the technology. I'm just, I, I geek out on it. Um I just felt right now it was more challenging to do two, to actually speak with someone because that's engagement. And to have a really successful podcast, you could have mm -hmm. a Q&A session. I've seen those. Uh, you could have other sessions, which I don't understand. But <laughs> two, people are on, two people are on a mic, so there you go. <laughs> or you can have this engagement where there's, this is a connection, a surprising connection, and you go down this path of a conversation where you're actually sharing something. Hmm. That's where I decided to play. And that's harder because that means I have to be incredibly vulnerable. The person on their side has to be vulnerable. And since I'm setting up the podcast, how can I help them? Because if we can't get to that space, then it's a Q&A. And right. that has, that's information. So that has a value, but it's... Who's going to who's going to listen to that often? Uh, not many. <laughs> well, even beyond who's going to listen to it, somebody would listen yeah. to it. But the question is, why would I want to make a thing that I don't want to listen to, or that a thing that Better doesn't, yet. in some way, scratch an itch? I, I always say I don't actually listen to my own work very much. It's <laughs> not something I'm comfortable doing, but I, I definitely don't want to bother making things that don't interest me. Like I don't want to yeah. do. Um, I've done a couple of like panel discussions where I'm the moderator for multiple people and that's not in my book fun. That's a lot of work. Uh, so it's not something that I, I like, Ooh, I raise and volunteer for that. Raise my hand and volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, so there's like 
I, sometimes Craig pauses and people are like, did the video lock up? It's like, no, I'm just thinking. I, I'm wondering what led you to talk, uh, what led you to focus on mentors? So your your podcast is talking about and talking with mentors. And I'm wondering, is there something about audio and mentors? Because I'm guessing that getting mentors into an intimate space would tend to be very fertile ground. Like if you randomly, if I randomly grab people, cause I've tried this, <laughs> you don't get good tape. <laughs> the, the average <laughs> random selection of a person is not necessarily a good conversation partner, but I'm wondering, um, were you, were you mindful of how good mentors I'm guessing could really be as partners on these conversations or were you drawn to the topic of mentoring? And then of course we're going to bring mentors on the show. Well, mentoring is um, another life passion. Um, I've been a mentor for over 20 years. Uh, I was trained to be a mentor. Uh, and, and it is a skill set. It's like people get trained and certified to be coaches. We hear that more often than mentors. Uh, because mentorship for so long was kind of encapsulated within a company. You had a mentor at your on your job. And it's, it's broader than that. But that still is a, a chunk of it. What mentoring does is it tells stories about solutions, which is way different from coaching, which is asking questions to get to solutions, uh, which is different from counseling, which is you're asking questions to get to problems. Hmm. So you've got this whole problem solution thing. You've got this ask, tell. Mentors are about telling. It's sharing an experience. And when you have a mentee who is on a path, <clears throat> if it's career or otherwise, as they go down these paths, they're going to run it up into obstacles. Or as a mentor, you're going to see there's an obstacle coming your way. Do you see this? <laughs> Let me tell you, this is here. Or boom, you ran straight into that tree that was laying in the road. Okay, let's back up. How can we help you get around that? And it's not telling people what to do or how to do. They actually know how the what and the how they need more perspective to choose what action they're going to take. And mentors, just by sheer nature, we're, we're sharing our experience. Hey, I ran into that same tree. I can't believe it's still in the road now. Uh, you know, I ran into it. And, and here's, how, here's how I got around it. Now, I scraped my knee. I cut my hand. You know, But I did get around it. Um, and just sharing what you did that worked and didn't work with the person for them to say, okay, how does that apply to what I'm doing now? Hmm. Does it apply? It may not apply, but now you start a conversation of possibilities. Hmm. And when you get into possibilities, you get to solutions because you can make choices. I, I like that you point out like the idea of uh, the um uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the woman from the Wizard of Oz. Dorothy had the Dorothy. power. You know, the, the, Dorothy has the power, and she's looking for people to solve her problems. And in the end, it's like you already had the power. Just click your heels. And I, I think that's a, a wonderful way to 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 look at how mentorship works. And I'm thinking about so if you're creating a podcast and you capture that conversation with somebody who is a mentor just for example and then you go back to geekville right and you plug this into your you know audio workstation and you start editing it 
it's a very special opportunity for you to like focus what the mentor would normally have done. Like if a mentor is having a session or, or a lunch or whatever, and they're telling your story and they're sharing their experience, they can't go like, oh, wait, I could do that paragraph better. I mean, maybe they can, but it wrecks it. Like they, they have to just yeah. sort of deliver it literally authentically because that's who they are. And I'm wondering how, and, and I'm hoping that this isn't a new idea because I will have given you another rap. We'll have given you another <laughs> rabbit hole. But have you have you realized that you're you're editing in the good sense? You're editing what the mentors are doing and sharing. You're helping them improve their storytelling after the fact. And if you've if you're aware of that and you're going into that rabbit hole, how do you know when to stop? Like, how do you know when you have done enough improvement? Or maybe you shouldn't do any improvement in this particular case. Like, how do you how do you meta that process? My initial thoughts, and I'm in the process now, is their story is their story that they're telling. Their experience is their experience. I can help to guide it, honestly, by by listening to their story to keep us on track. And when it goes off track, you know. It's okay because there's usually when you go off track, there's some little thing somewhere that pulled you off track and it wants to come up. And I'm all for, and a lot of people say, hey, you got to control the podcast, control the. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want it to go into weird space, but if there's something that's trying to get out, I'll let it run. Hmm. I'll let it run because I can add out the other stuff because when that little thing pops up, it's going to be magical. It is going to be, you know, something that goes, whoa, that is so cool. I, Man, you know, and I'm hoping that when these stories are put out, people who are maybe looking for a mentor or looking just to hear the stories of mentors will go, wow, you know, that's, that's something like uh, something I'm dealing with right now. That's such a good story. I can relate to that story. That, that helps me see other things. Uh, yeah, that's the the goal. I don't know how close I'll come to that goal, but the stories have to be what they are. My job is to make sure their voice is as good as it possibly can be so they'll tell more stories. Do you find that mentors that you're approaching, are they open to being recorded? Like, is that a common, I'm guessing that having... The, the, the experiences that one is sharing as a mentor, having that be recorded is not a particularly common thing. I don't, I would guess most mentees don't show up and like tape record their mentor, please, sir, give me the gems. Um, <laughs> so do you find that the, the mentors are sort of surprised by it or, or are they more surprised about, at how much they enjoy the process? I'm just wondering if you have any insights to how this experience of podcasting, being on a podcast yeah. is surprising for the mentors. Two things. Um, one, typically the stories, and not going to say, I shouldn't say typically, of what I've seen of a, other podcasts that focus on mentoring, it really is about how mentoring changed my life. You know, um, and, and indeed, a good mentoring relationship can help because it helps you see things you couldn't see for yourself. Um, you know, or they get very skill based, um, very tactical. I haven't seen a podcast yet where a mentor basically tells a story of an experience. And it doesn't have to be a mentor relationship. 
Because here's what happens. After a while, you get enough experience, you can't help yourself. You become a mentor. You start sharing stories, experiences. You don't even sometimes realize that you're mentoring because you're trying to help somebody say, hey, I went down this path before too, and here's what happened to me. Let me share that with you. So you've got people who are truly mentors. They know that they volunteer for it mostly. Every mentor I know volunteers. I think they all should be paid, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've got people who are doing the sharing this work and not even realizing it. And actually, those are some of the most powerful stories because it, it's, it's, you know, it's um, the, the, the little girl, and I have one of the, who had a disability, became uh, this championship ice skater. And I focused in on her skating. I didn't focus on the books, her present, the things she does now with training and speaking and all this other stuff. So what happened, what happened there? And how that little girl took that moment of becoming a championship ice skater. And then that became a way for her to look at obstacles and for me to now help her look at this is how we make choices. We look at these things. We examine these things. And when we have these things, we can make a better choice for ourselves, for our life, our work, or wherever we're going. So I can wrap some of that around it. But it was that experience. She found this aha moment where she had a tree given to her that fell on top of her. Hmm. And she had to crawl out from under that tree or get around that tree on her own to get where she is. That's a mentoring experience story. What do you hope that um, people will take away from? So there's like podcasting gives at multiple levels, right? Like you, you mm -hmm. put a show out in the world and the show itself might be inspiring. It might inspire somebody to become a mentor or to finally realize that they need a mentor. But um, are you aware or are you thinking about what people might take away from the show in terms of podcasting. So like if you're putting this in the men in a, in a space of podcasts about mentoring, but you're coming at it from a slightly different point of view, are you hoping, do you think that other people will, will see what you're doing as a podcaster and maybe take away a lesson from that of like, Oh, maybe I can do a slightly different thing in my, you know, like Craig's niche of podcasting is not around mentoring. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, you're, you're, I could ask, like, you're kind of almost mentoring other podcasters by showing how you do things, but it's a little bit, podcasting is a little bit of like a sleight of hand. It's kind of a little hard sometimes to see what the podcaster really did. Um, but if you do it over and over, you can kind of pick up on Janie's style. You can pick up on how Janie does things, how she picks mm -hmm. guests. I'm just wondering if you've put any thought into, are you attempting, or maybe you're doing it, not realizing it to be a mentor through how you are podcasting? I'm not really worried about it um, for a couple of reasons, but I'll reflect into the business I've been doing in addition to, to mentoring. Big, mentoring's been my side gig for 20 years. My main business is business process reengineering. I realign companies, corporations, uh, and I always do it with people in mind, so that's a twist right there. The work I do, I give to everyone. You can look at any of on my work. I don't hide anything. It's process work. Anybody can do process work. But no one does the work I do because they don't have my experience. They don't have my knowledge. They don't have 
my superpowers. They have other superpowers. So you can't replicate what I do. You might pull the methodology forward, but that's like, hey, reading a great book and deciding now that I can now take the graphs in this book and now apply it to what I'm doing. I'm going to have the same result. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's inspiring, that's great. If an engagement happens out of it and we end up talking and exploring, great. Uh, If someone wants to learn how to become a mentor, Great. You're going to then, then, then you and I will then go into a different right. engagement. Uh, so, but if, if I'm being authentic, if I'm really telling my story the best way I know how to tell my story, no one else can tell that story. Terrific. Oh, as much as I hate to say it, that's probably where we should stop for today. No, you're not going to cut me off. No, oh, I didn't cut you off. You stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. all good. Uh, yeah. So as I said at the beginning, thanks for taking the time to chat. It's always interesting to see how people are doing what they do and what drives them. So thanks so much, Janie. Thank you. I really appreciate the conversation as well.